Welcome to the Bullish Drive Podcast, where we explore the realms of faith, mental performance, and personal testimonies through conversations with high-level performers. Join us as we extract valuable insights from their experiences to supercharge your pursuit of peak performance. This is the Bullish Drive Podcast. Hello, family. Once again, super stoked to welcome you to our podcast today, where our guest has trained NBA players through his faith-based organization, delivering a bold, Christ-filled space for training today's superstars. And in the realm of NBA athletics, the profound link between faith and mental resilience is a cornerstone of the player's journey. And there is a remarkable amount of research linking the power of Christianity and faith to positive mental health, especially in the field of positive psychology, identity, which we discussed last week, and community. And Matthew 6 echoes the sentiment, urging prioritization of faith and righteousness, affirming that all else shall follow suit. And for numerous NBA athletes, faith is an anchoring force that guides them not only in their personal lives, but also on the court. Stephen Curry, a devout Christian and NBA luminary, once conveyed, I want people to know who I represent and why I am who I am, and that's because of my Lord and Savior. This testament originates from his transformative days at Davidson College, reshaping the NBA athletic landscape. Recent times have witnessed a discernible surge in mental prowess and mental health awareness within the NBA. Players increasingly acknowledge the pivotal role mental strength plays in their performance and overall well-being. And NBA teams now engage mental health professionals to bolster their players, underscoring the importance of a balanced mental approach to the game. Tim Grover, a revered sports psychologist and a luminary in mental skill development, has left an indelible mark on basketball legends like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. His influence transcends physical training, delving extensively into mental tenacity and resilience. Kobe Bryant acknowledged Grover's significance by highlighting, Tim's not just a trainer, he's a psychologist figures out what makes you tick. And Grover's mentorship underscores the pivotal role mental skills play in the careers of NBA greats. A story that he tells in his book, Winning, illuminates how he recognized and assisted Kobe in managing the myriad voices vying for influence in his training regimen. Acknowledging and discerning the helpful voices amidst the cacophony is a pivotal skill as athletes ascend in their careers. The skill is vividly portrayed in the story of Kobe Bryant and his collaboration with Tim Grover. Often, the path to success in an athlete's career is laden with diverse voices wanting to partake in the journey. Recognizing and discerning the helpful voices from the non-helpful is a pivotal mental performance skill that Tim helped Kobe master. Today, we welcome a remarkable individual, founder of an inspiring Christian organization. As our conversation will reveal, his journey into this calling was unplanned but obediently pursued. And this obedience led him to collaborate with some of the NBA's titans. Christianity wields a formidable influence in nurturing mental skills among NBA players. The Bible imparts verses encouraging a resilient mind, exemplified by Romans 12.2, urging a transformation beyond worldly patterns. This transformation holds practical significance, shielding promising superstars from detrimental behaviors often seen in recent events, illustrating the power of discernment and mental performance skills. This contrast is exemplified in the behaviors of rising stars like John Morant and Zion Williamson, showcasing the impact of conforming to destructive worldly patterns versus steadfastness. On the flip side, there are shining examples like Derrick Rose, whose journey embodies incredible potential, adversities, and renaissance driven by grit, determination, and a broader understanding of life beyond basketball. Russell Westbrook, an unwavering Christian, consistently credits his faith for fortifying his mental strength, articulating, my faith in Jesus Christ is the most important thing to me. It's the most important relationship that I have. The Bible addresses mental health, 
offering solace and strength to those facing challenges. Philippians 4.7 assures believers with a promise of peace that transcends understanding, serving as a guardian for their hearts and minds in Christ. NBA players often turn to their faith and these scriptures for solace and strength during challenging times. Dwight Howard, a seasoned NBA veteran, reflects on the Bible's profound impact on his mental well-being, expressing, Bring the Bible calms my spirit. It gives me peace inside no matter what's going on around me. In the realm of psychology, we draw upon phrases directly inspired by the Bible. When individuals grapple with anxiety, we guide them through positive self-talk, asking a fundamental question, who told you this? And this practice helps individuals ground themselves in reality, distinguishing it from destructive imaginary scenarios, wielding the power to calm and reestablish balance in moments of anxiety and stress. Remarkably, this very question mirrors the second inquiry God posed to Adam in the garden, confronting Adam's shame and anxiety by asking him, who told you this? For those who tuned into last week's episode, they were able to hear Garrett Bender's remarkable testimony, shedding light on his experiences as an Olympic athlete and the critical importance of finding the right community. And community forms a pivotal backbone in the lives of NBA players, imparting a sense of belonging, support, and motivation. Kevin Durant, a towering figure in the NBA, underscores the significance of community by affirming, basketball is just a platform for me to inspire people. Winning an MVP or winning a championship is just the cherry on top. Our guest today delves into the perilous pitfall aspiring athletes may encounter, the struggle to move on from the communities that once held them back. Embracing mental skills transcends basketball. It entails envisioning the grander narrative. Recognizing the larger narrative beyond sports is imperative for NBA players. Grasping the breadth of their platform empowers them to effect meaningful change in society. Chris Paul, a venerable NBA player, embodies this ethos, asserting, in order to grow, you have to be able to change. It's a necessary aspect of life. Players engage in a multitude of community initiatives, philanthropic endeavors, and social causes, underscoring their commitment to leaving a positive imprint beyond their athletic pursuits. In essence, the convergence of faith, mental health awareness, and a robust sense of community constitutes a formidable influence in the lives of NBA players. And faith stands as an unwavering pillar of strength, mental skills are refined and prioritized, and the supportive embrace of community encourages them to envision a broader purpose beyond the game. This holistic approach not only enriches their careers, but also empowers them to leave a lasting legacy on the world. Which brings us to our incredible guest who has taken his testimony, obediently followed God's calling, and is delivering a space for Christ and faith to be ministered. Founder of Hoops in Christ, welcome to the Bullish Drive podcast, Chauncey Hollingsworth. What's up, man? Thanks for having me, man. Thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, Eslino, I appreciate you being on here. I know you're busy, you know, doing your thing. Um, so let's start with just kind of your background, how you got working with, with basketball players and kind of your vision. Yeah, so I I uh, I actually started Hoops in Christ when I was a sophomore in college. I actually came up from St. Louis to Minneapolis to go to a, a small Christian college called North Central University. And I actually thought the school was, uh, I, I, I thought it was just a regular university. I had no idea it was a Christian university. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even have a relationship with the Lord at the time, but okay. I... I went to North Central just because, you know, I wanted to play basketball and it was in the city. And mm. I was like, man, I, I know me. I'm a city boy. I cannot go out to a school in the middle of nowhere. That's I'm right. going to get in trouble. And uh, 
and and end up having to go back home. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I I can't do that. So yeah, I stayed in uh, Minnesota. Uh, or I, what basically what happens is I came here, got saved after my freshman year. That's okay. literally two weeks before the end of my freshman year. I gave my life to the Lord at my professor's yes. house. And I stayed in Minnesota because I wanted to continue to progress and move forward with my life. And and I had made so much strides, like, you know, changing my lifestyle. So I wanted to I wanted to keep growing in that. So I took a leap of faith. I stayed here and I didn't even know where I was going to live. I had no idea until I ran into a guy two days before um, school was about to get out. And mind you, I had already made my decision. I had already had my stuff packed, literally ready to get out of school. And uh, mm-hmm. and I'm cleaning my dorm and I have no idea where I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. And I run into this guy. And he's like, hey, man, what's your plans? What's your, what's your plan for the summer? I'm like, man, I'm trying to stick around here, but I don't have a place to stay. So I may have to just go back home. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he said, hey, man, I got a studio apartment right down the street. You can come sleep on my floor. Hey. So so I, I went and slept on this floor the whole summer. I spent a ton of time praying and fasting uh, for like two weeks, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, what my purpose was now that I gave my life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And God has shown me the vision of hoops in Christ. So yeah. he showed me the vision several times. You know, I actually didn't want to do it, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. Right. Yeah. Um, but but the thing is, is when God's calling you to do certain things, a lot of times it's very uncomfortable and it's things that you don't want to do. But then, you know, when you get when you get through that stage of doubt and frustration, then you start to identify like, oh, wow, like God has aligned my passions with my gifts. Now I can actually walk in my calling. So uh, that's how, so that's how I started Hoops in Christ. And, uh, and now I've just been able to, you know, impact a lot of people through basketball, travel the world and kind of live out my dream a little bit. So it's been awesome. Man, that just that, that obedience side of it, that absolutely that hits, bro. I mean, something I've noticed recently in basketball and training, as I'm talking to people is there's becoming more emphasis on just mental skills coaching and training um mm-hmm. in the world of basketball so what what is the impact of mental skills training on basketball performance in today's athletic world yeah the mental the mental capacity part is is everything uh, and the reason why i say capacity is because mm-hmm. everybody has a certain limit of capacity or how far they can go um when you first like for me when i first start working with a player right mm-hmm. you know the first couple of workouts i'm just trying to measure your capacity to control control your emotions, right? Control your anger. Uh, to see how you bounce, how quickly you bounce back from adversity. Yeah. And and I try to implement those things within a workout. I try to make the workouts with the players uh, uh, two times difficult than what they'll experience in a game like situations. Mm, now, granted, granted, the hardest part is players come to you with their own baggage that. Yeah. As you you and I know, people that's spirit led, you can't clean up baggage with human tools. You right. have to clean up baggage with spiritual tools. So mm. for me, I try to utilize my time with the guys, like really like pouring into their spirit, right? Mm. And in, encouraging their spirit and ultimately trying to get them to um, elevate their mindset to a winner's mindset. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of people, you know, we all struggle with it every day of just like, how do I win today? You know, mm. and, you know, even in, 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 in Matthew chapter six, and it talks about how uh, you, you know, but seek first the kingdom 
and his righteousness and everything will be given unto you. And then later on, he says, if I would do this for the birds and the bees, why wouldn't I do it for you? Right. Mm -hmm. And don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough struggles of his own yeah. focus on today. So yeah. my, my thing is, it's like, how can we win today? And the way that you win is you have to have a measurable track of what you can identify as winning. Right. Mm. Some people say, well, how do I know if I'm winning? Well, you right. can't, you don't know if you're winning, if it's not measurable. Right. right? Yeah. So for me, it's like, I try to set goals like, Hey, this week, you know, the goal is you got to make nine, nine in a row threes, all catch and shoot with a contest. Right. Mm. That's the measure. So now by the end of the week, as we're building up to that, to that Thursday or Friday, yeah. last workout of the week, now we have a measurable goal throughout the week of what we're trying to accomplish. Well, it's the same, that me same measurable goal that you will utilize as a physical point mm -hmm. is the same measurable goal that you would use with the mindset. Two weeks in, this is the mindset that I want you to be at. When you miss a shot or you miss two or three shots in a row, I want you to take a breather, take a second and bounce right back. Okay. Or you, you, or you, you lose the ball a couple of times instead of you losing the ball and getting frustrated. I want mm -hmm. you to lose the ball and be happy that you lost the ball because now by you showing emotions of happiness, that shows me that you see the, you, you're actually having the right mindset of saying I'm getting better. That's why I'm losing the ball. Yeah. So it's, it's really shifting the mindset. Uh, but, but it has to, you're trying to build that capacity and you can't build that capacity without doing it repetitively. That consistency piece is so important for that. Yeah. One thing that I work with clients a lot, self-awareness, right? Like in order to, to become better, there's a little bit of humility. There's a little bit of self-awareness, you know, um, how do you develop that in a player for, if a player comes in, they just have, they have very low self-awareness about where they're at their own skills. They think they're so much better than everybody else. How do you adjust that when you're working uh, with new athletes? I, I mean, you adjust it by being honest, like, mm. you know, like for me, it's like, <laughs> I don't care who it is. I don't care if you an all-star player. I, I really don't care. I'm honest with you. If you suck at something, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. tell you, I'm I'm gonna tell yeah. you that you suck in a certain area. Yeah. If yeah. you're good at, if you're if you're good in a certain area, I'm gonna tell you that you're good in a certain area. So by doing that, it keeps players at a humble like place because it's like you're being honest with them and being transparent with them. Cause everybody around them is saying yes. Everybody around them is kissing their butt. Everybody around them wanna, yeah. you know, wanna follow them and just be around them because they're like they want to be cool, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, it's like it ain't about that. Like I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to trans help transform your life, you know. And and the goal is to do that. That my goal is to do that. But as I'm doing it, I know that I have to literally rely on the Holy Spirit on when to speak, what to mm -hmm. say, how to say it. Like I have to be very, um, I have to be self aware too. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. When 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 I'm in those moments, it's like okay. Am I showing him frustration? Do I show him frustration at this time? Mm. Right? Because then what happens over time is as you navigate that relationship and you cultivate that relationship with those athletes and those players, then what happens is they start to trust you. And when they start to trust you, they don't want to let you down. That's the place that you want them to be. You want them mm. to be at a place where they don't want to let you down. Because when, you, when they get to that place, now they're at a humble mindset where now you can constantly call out different things within them to yeah. make them a, be a better person, you know? So my motto since the beginning and when I started, even to now, it never will change, but it's person first, player second, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I really try to focus on the person. If you come into the gym and you struggling with, you know, you got girl issues or baby mama <laughs> drama or whatever it is, like we need to, we need to get to the root of that, bro. Like, yeah. 
yeah. you know, and try to lighten the moment too for them sometimes, you know, because they, a lot of these guys, they feel a lot of tension and pressure. With any type of performance, there's always yeah. some root to why we think the certain way we do. Um, have athletes been pretty open to that? Like you, you say, you notice it, you bring it up. How have athletes responded to it? And and for those who push back more, how has their journey and trajectory been for you working with them? Well, most of the time, nobody really responds to anything that's that that is that uncomfortable. You know, it's yeah, pretty true, uncomfortable true. for a lot of the guys, so they don't really respond well in the beginning. It mm -hmm. probably takes probably to take. Yeah, everybody's different, you know. It's some, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it takes guys one or two weeks to like kind of know. Sometimes it takes guys three workouts. It really depends on the individual. But I would say guys do respond. It just takes time because it's uncomfortable. It's new, right? It's I'm bringing something new to the table. I'm holding an account, holding them accountable. Some guys they've never been held accountable like that before. So it's just different. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different for everybody. And you you've seen. Uh, progress when people have addressed those those things or or what about those that just kind of stuff it down and and they they don't do anything what what does that carry into games what does that carry into training when you don't deal with that yeah well I mean what happens is you'll see I'll I'll, I'll automatically know when it's not getting through to a player mm -hmm. because because the relationships around them don't change mm. well, so like good. Because the thing is, is when, when, when what I'm trying to get through and what I'm trying to teach is principles, right? I'm teaching mm -hmm. principles, life principles. I'm teaching um, biblical truths. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and the thing is, is as you're teaching that, if the, if you can identify if the guys are being receptive to it, if the relationships around them start to change. Mm. So typically what I've seen is some guys, once I start teaching this and I'm start preaching certain things to them, they start changing their friends, right? Some of their friends, they start shifting, right? Yeah. Some guys, sometimes they get out of a relationship that they were in that was probably toxic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, so it's different for everybody, but at the same time, like I said, you will see relationships around them start to change. And then when they come to the gym, when they come to the gym, their approach, their approach to the workout is totally different than how it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard the old adage, like if you're the smartest, fastest, strongest, richest in your friend group, you got to get a new friend group. Right. Right. Is there, is there a necessity for synergy between like the physical trainers and quote unquote, the mental performance coach? Like how does that synergy work? How do they work together? You're kind of working on both sides. They should work together. Uh, I mean, if a, guy, if a guy is going to therapy or whatnot, you know, typically, you know, what I like to do is obviously they, they have their own conversations that they have with the therapist or whatnot. But I also want to kind of get in that conversation to kind of figure out a little bit of what, what you're working on with your therapist. Mm -hmm. uh, because like for me, it's like, you know, your, your trainer uh, is probably, you know, a lot of times I'm, I'm closer to a lot of guys than they are with their own family, you True. know? Yeah. And and it's because I when you're in the gym with guys and they're working out and they get really exhausted and tired, they, they tend to be more vulnerable to open up to you about certain things that they may even be dealing with. And they won't give you all the details for say, but they'll uh, they'll be very candid with where they're at in life and where they're at with different situations. There, there's a couple of uh, athletes in our agency right now that 
have invited us to come to their practices, but they're afraid to talk about that with their coach to say like, hey, can my mental performance coach come or something like that or, or other players seeing it? Well, what, what advice would you give or anything like that, just having that conversation with, with their coaches? Yeah, I would say your journey of growth is beyond a sport. Mm. So, so therefore, your mental coach is not just bringing value to you as an individual. The mental coach is bringing value to the environment, right? Mm, it's bring, it's bringing value. It's bringing value to the whole environment. I was just with had a meeting, and the guy said this, and it really just stood out to me so so strong. And he said, "God, help me think bigger and act boldly." Mm. Like in this journey of life, you gotta think bigger. It's a bigger picture than just this game. Yeah. So with so now, so not only just that, but then you have to act boldly. Like you're thinking bigger with saying, I want to become a better person and I want to become a better player. By doing yeah. that, it's good for my mental coach to be able to be in an environment where he can see me with what I do so that I can continue to grow and make everybody else around me better, right? That's right. what we're called to do is go and make disciples. So I think with that, if you're thinking bigger and you're seeing a bigger picture, then it gives you the confidence to act boldly, to be able to speak up and say, hey, coach, this is what I'm looking to do. Mm. Um, but also, I think this can be impactful for everybody that's around us. That's so good. Be bold, man. Think bigger. That's that's good. Um, so so clearly, Hoops in Christ is uh, faith-based, right? Yeah. Um, and throughout this conversation, I just see that in uh, how you approach different things. How is integrating faith into mental performance at Hoops in Christ? How... How do you approach that with clients that might not have a very strong faith background? I get a lot of clients that don't. I, I get some that do. I mean, we've even worked with a ton of Muslim clients. Mm. Um, but but what we do is, obviously, our name is Hoops in Christ, so it's very bold. We're acting boldly, right? right? So with being bold, I let people know, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what we, this is what we do. Mm. I'm not going for I'm not going to force my religion on you, so you don't have to pray with us when I work out or whatnot. But throughout my workout, I may stop and start preaching. I may mm. stop and give a mini sermon or bring up a scripture and you're going to hear that. So you're going to hear the gospel either <laughs> way it goes. I, like, cause you're in my space. This is my space. And yeah. if you want to, and if you're joining my space, this is what you're going to hear in my space. I'm not going to force my religion on you. I'm not going to say that you have to pray or believe what we believe, but I am going to very uh, loudly confess and profess like my faith, you know, publicly so that's that's kind of how we do it and typically people respect it because they like hey we hey we respect you and we mm -hmm. respect that you respect us and you're not forcing us to do anything but like i said you still you're gonna hear uh you're gonna hear jesus either way yeah yeah and has that confidence grown as your your organization has grown were you able to like hit that right off the bat or uh, where did <laughs> no, that confidence come no. from <laughs> it, it, it grew it grew over time man. I mean, it, it <laughs> It takes time. But the thing is, is I, I was able to do it. I have way more confidence in it is because one of my first two NBA guys that I worked with, they mm. were both high level faith guys in the NBA and CNM being the NBA and like live out their faith and publicly, then it, it gave me confidence to be able to do so. So I would say probably like after my second year in business, I was able to really dig deeper in my faith and, and, and utilize that because that's also what separated me when I first started. We're moving into the professional 
NBA world, you know, I have a couple clients right now that that's their aspiration. They want to get drafted someday. They want to get into the NBA teams. And um, a big part of our vision is uh, just creating tomorrow's role models. You know, we see like the John Morants, the Zion Williamson's naturally gifted people, just not necessarily making the best choices. Yeah. And they're the role models. So um, what advice for aspiring basketball players seeking a mental skills trainer so that they have a good experience and they make the most most growth from that you got to okay. think bigger bigger picture um you got to see the value in you uh becoming a better person because you're like you're going to be a mother father uh, one day mm -hmm. and you know every single day we're all fighting for freedom and we're fighting to uh we're fighting to unlearn our childhood. Mm. And as we're doing that, you can't do it alone. You can't go alone. You know what I mean? Those are, but you're, the thing is, is when you're, when it's time to grow, mm -hmm. not every, not everybody can go. So right. when, when you're trying to get to the next level of growth, it's not enough space for everybody that you were with before to go with you. But you have to also understand that as you're doing this and you're going and you're on this journey, this journey is tough, is challenging. Right. But you have to think bigger. You mm. have to. And you have to see the bigger picture of, of your life and, and understand that this sport is just a sport. Right. I always tell people, man, it's so crazy that people get paid millions of dollars to put a stupid ball through an orange round thing. It's the it's literally the dumbest thing in the world, yeah. but but it's so many people that love the game so much. Mm -hmm. But my high school coach always said, "Use the game. Do not allow the game to use you." Mm. And if you and if you can't overcome the mental part of the game, the game will constantly continue to use you, and you will feel lonely, burnt out, and exhausted because you're not going to get, ever get what you want out of the process. Man, that's a word. I, I've been hearing that that NBA teams and professional teams are starting to hire mental performance like coaching staff mm -hmm. to their is is that kind of the future of that that's going the direction that professional sports are headed is uh adding more mental skills into it? I yeah, I think they are, but I don't the thing is 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 the NBA when you get to the professional level, the professional level nobody really it's it's a money thing now. It's so much money involved where yeah. typically players don't like to trust certain people within the organization because those people may be taking information from them and giving it back to the GM or giving it back to another coach or sure, they slip yeah. up and say something. So a lot of times players don't really trust like in-house people from my, from, and that could be different for everybody, but from my mm -hmm. experience, that's kind of what I've run into. A lot of guys like to, if they're going to do it, they like to find people outside of the organization that they can uh, connect to and, and, and chop it up with. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real good. I think I've heard that. I think you told me that in a conversation we had earlier, yeah. you know, that and for the exact same reason, because if they move to another team, they also lost that support, right? Yep. Exactly. So they want to have someone that can roll with them as they move. Exactly. Through. Cause that happens all the time. These trades surround yourself around people that dream bigger, think mm -hmm. bigger and believe higher. As you do that, it'll continue to help your unbelief, right? And as you're growing in your faith, you got, you're gonna have unbelief, you're gonna have doubt. But if you surround yourself with people that think, dream, live on another level of um, expectations, 
it allows you to be able to uh, to level up. So if you want to level up, you want to grow, you got to surround yourself around people that are at the level that you want to be at. Man, thanks, Chauncey. Thank you, brother. Always blessed to sit down and chat with you. And if you want to get connected with Hoops in Christ, check them out at hoopsinchrist.com where you can get connected with his amazing team of trainers. And if you want to get connected with your own faith-based mental performance coach, check us out at Bullish Drive Agency at www.bullishdrive.com. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll catch you later. And always remember, it starts with you and your destiny is waiting. Peace.